Today on the We Invested podcast, we have Michael Shield, and he is the founder and CEO of the Full Circle Agency. Michael, how are you doing today? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, excited, excited at the opportunity, humbled to be speaking here uh, today. And man, looking forward to just diving on into, diving on into some of these contacts, brother, seriously. Absolutely, man. And I was, you know, telling you before we started recording, man, your energy is infectious right now. So it's, <laughs> it's like transferring through the screen and I know the people can... <laughs> Can get that same vibe you know <laughs> hey energy is everything man you know it, it, it hey the biggest thing is just showing up you know if you show up i mean the rest the rest will take care of itself so hey man i appreciate you saying that though when anybody who's listening to this thing man stand up because you're about to go on for a ride I mean, let's go let's go absolutely absolutely and before we jump into it would you mind letting the people know how they can find you on the internet as far as you know your social media as well as your website Absolutely, man. Um, hook up, tap in, um, social media, very simple. Um, at Mike, M-I-K-E, Shill, S is in Sam, C is in Cat, H is in Hat, I-L-L, underscore. And that's on Instagram. Uh, that is on Twitter, right? That is on TikTok. I mean, that, that that's the whole nine yards. That's on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me in any one of those channels. Now, the actual company, right? is the full circle agency right the full circle agency you can check us out there as well and uh, man would love to would love to connect anybody who's, who's coming from this ecosystem this environment man you know anything you need man just reach out now and, and we'll get you covered absolutely so you know let's start from the top man and talk a little bit about you know where you're from and where you grew up yeah man i mean listen well, uh, man, 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 bring it all the way back. Right, born in, uh, actually born in Georgia, man. Uh, did, did I would say I would say did a lot of the growing up in in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and and um and in Knoxville, Tennessee. I would say those are the two primary areas of locations. Um, and and, and uh, in high school, moved on to Melbourne, Florida, with the high school in Melbourne, Florida. Uh, college at uh, at Florida State in Florida. And uh, man, I currently reside in Florida, down here in, in 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 Miami, Florida, man. So so Florida has played a major role in in into where I am today, and in the networks and the and the people that I know, you know. That's incredible. I mean, how would you say just splitting your time and 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 uh, living in these different areas and different parts of the country um, yeah. impact your outlook on life and success? Man, that's a great question. Bro. Listen, I will say that. The, you know, we moved a lot as, you know, when we were younger. And I think that played or is continuing to play a major role in being able to adapt in any any environment. I feel that, you know, whether you're in sales, whether you're in marketing, whether you work for somebody, you work for yourself, the ability to adapt and to understand what your environment is and assimilate somewhat to that environment is everything as far as getting into communication with the people that are within that specific environment. So that that moving piece as a as a young kid and as a child, man, that that's everything. That's everything. That helped me, that has helped me and continues to help me every, every single day, man. Every single day. Absolutely, man. And I, I think you just mentioned something really important. It's just being able to adapt to your surroundings, adapt to where you are, and, and understanding how to um understanding how to how to play your role wherever you are as well is very is a very important key thing to just being successful anywhere mm -hmm. i mean you know you play your role and you know what, what you know 
anything that you have has to do with the ability to effectively communicate, you know, mm -hmm. at any degree or any level. So it's like, man, you got to speak the same language as the people who are in the room. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like someone who speaks Spanish, who only knows Spanish. I'm not going to come at them at, at, at with Cantonese. Right. I'm going to come at them with Spanish. I'm going to come at them with the thing that they know, right? The language that they're that familiar with. And that goes with people in general, man. You got to know how people communicate. You got to know what's on the radar. You got to understand the mindset. You got to understand where they come from. And all that you use to connect with them. And then that opens up that barrier of entry for communication. And ultimately, when you're in communication with people, that's when things get done. I mean, that's, 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 that's what it is. Absolutely, man. And I want to you know, transition and in, in, and learn more and talk more about this current company that you're building and that you're growing, um, mm -hmm. which is the Full Circle Agency. So I want to ask, what is the Full Circle Agency? Yeah, hey, it's, it's, it's South Florida's fastest growing marketing and advertising firm located in, in Miami, Florida. We do anything and everything as it relates to marketing and advertising, but we specialize in about four key areas, uh, website development, website optimization, automation so you know those, those text messages those those emails those those voicemails as well as the the paid media uh the paid media and the ad management so that in a nutshell is what the full circle agency is what we're humbled at you know some of the individuals who we're currently working with from from lines not cheap and and amazing last studios they did about 556 million in revenue last year to to to, to fortune ones and fortune fives and startups man so honored at the opportunity um but the the goal was to blow this thing up and and, and and to take out zimmerman marketing that that literally is the goal that's the goal so man that's a great goal to have and you know how did you get started in this industry what was that initial spark for you <laughs> well the initial spark the initial spark actually occurred at the the last job role that i had and for those that don't know you know and and and, and i had an opportunity to work along aside uh, a guy by the name of grant cardone for about five years and if you don't know who that guy is and you're in business you're in sales you're in marketing you live under a rock obviously this guy is world renowned and has done some pretty remarkable things um and so working in that environment working alongside those individuals understanding what it takes to run a business and, and the type of the type of push and the drive and the dedication but also perfecting the skill set to be able to effectively communicate to sell to market to advertise, right? You wrap all that up in a bundle. And after five years, you come to realize you know a little bit about something. And uh, that gave me the confidence to go into what it is that I'm currently doing today. So that was a stepping stone. And I know I wouldn't have the traction that I have currently if I didn't go through that. Man, I mean, that that, that was school. That that was real school, not college. But that that was something that actually, you know, gave me a little bit of understanding as far as what I need to do and how I need to operate from a business mindset. Absolutely, man. And what would you say are some of the most important or lasting lessons that you learned just while you spent that time working with, you know, a, a big name such as Grant Cardone? Yeah, man. Um, whew, some of the biggest things that I learned, you know, one of the things that I learned from that guy and it, 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 you know, you see that in, in, in sports as well. You know, I had the opportunity to, you know, play football at Florida State University as well. So you're, you're around, um, you know, high caliber individuals and the people that produce are always on. 
And that was something that I saw in sports, but that was something that I also saw in, in, in individuals like, like Grant Cardone or, or some of those high level, those high level business owners that are within that community. They don't ever shut off. Like it is not a on nine to five and, and then off five to nine. It's man, how you see those guys is is exactly how like how they are in every single room, every single in interaction. You talk to them at one a.m. in the morning, it's the same damn thing. So that 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 on switch, bro. That's the that's the differentiator. You know, that's one of the key differentiators. So that's that would be the first thing that I learned. Uh, the second thing that I learned is. And it's funny you ask this question because Mark Cuban just said this on an interview, a recent interview as well. And he said this time in the past, man, you got to know how to sell. Um, selling is everything. Although marketing and advertising is the most important thing for a business, because if no one knows who you are, how the hell can they do business with you? But you got to know how to sell and you got to treat it as a as a real skill set. We trained every single day. We role played every single day. Um, you know, you're making 300, 400 phone calls every single day. You're negotiating on the phone. You're negotiating face to face. You're flying out and dealing with companies like Ashley Furniture and Microsoft and Google. Like, like, like that sales aspect is is everything. And a lot of people don't understand how to do it. So when you go into business, you got to know that. Hey, listen. Once you get a lead. That, that's that's only half the battle. It's what the hell are you going to do with that lead? How are you going to keep them activated? How do you upsell? How do you cross sell? How do you continue to provide value? Um, there, there were so many takeaways. I mean, man, there are takeaways every single day from that environment. But just knowing knowing that the most important skill set you can have other than know, knowing that marketing is number one for a business is sales. And man, you always got to be on. You always got to be on. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's kind of what I want to ask you, too, is is, yeah. is just about having that on switch and keeping it on. Um, you know, you mentioned that you played Division One football. So, you know, just understanding the work ethic and the dedication and the focus that comes with that to, yeah. you know, just uh, just also understanding how to keep that on switch on for yourself. Where mm -hmm. did this where did you develop this work ethic from? Where did you get this? Was it something that you had to learn? Is it something that you were born with? What are your thoughts on that? Listen, I think that the work ethic piece uh, goes hand in hand with operating with intention and and having a having a purpose. You know, like you know, I write down every single day to be a New York Times bestselling author, the cover of Forbes magazine, work twelve man, living in downtown New York, able to provide ten million foster kids with homes. You know, have thirty five thousand doors to pay me every single damn every single damn month. Uh, to be investing, to uh, be part owner and or owner of a professional team, you know, and so 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 it's like if 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 you got if, if you're tapping some of these big things, I mean, it only makes sense that you got to have you got to have a little bit of energy because none of those things are going to happen if you don't have the energy. So I, I really think it's attached to the why. I think it's attached to the bigger reason. Um, man, there, there's so many reasons that that keep the switch on. I mean, people that look like you and a hundred years ago we wouldn't even be able to do the things that we could do here today Absolutely. you know so what about all those people that went through all that that trash if you will to get us to where we are today like if you ain't pushing that's a discredit to them you know there's just so many things there's just so many things so that on switch is um it's something that you have to be mindful of and of course there are some times where hey man i don't feel like being on 
but when you get out of your head and you attach the thing to the bigger picture, it makes being on the easy thing. That's the easiest part, you know? Absolutely, man. I mean, and just, and just touching on the sales topic, you know, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that this is a skill that you have to, you have to have, you have to practice, you have to sharpen it. And I feel like this is a secret that only a few people understand and know like that selling is what a lot of the billionaires and a lot of the millionaires possess. And it's something that they've worked on. So how did you personally um, cultivate that skill set for yourself? You know, cause you already seem like a pretty energetic outgoing person. So, I mean, how was that learning curve for you? Listen, I'll say this much that a learning curve in any skill set, whether it's sales, whether it's throwing a ball, whether it's, you know, you know, developing relationships right it, it, it takes it takes a lot of at-bats and it takes time um one way to shrink time is by increasing the amount of at-bats that you that you have every single day you know um and so so obviously quantity has a lot to do with 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 the quality or the increase in quality of of you yourself and especially as it relates to sales now, of course, you don't want to practice on somebody that has your money. You want to practice on yourself and you approach the same, you approach the sales game as you would have approached sports, man. It's like, you know, you watch Alabama on TV, you watch Tom Brady on TV. They, they just didn't run that play during the game. They ran that thing 500,000 times in practice, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or for 20 or 35 years. So when you're out there on the field and you're on that phone call, you ain't got to think you just do like you've already seen that thing happen a couple of times. So so that goes into um, the sales piece and the training aspect. Man, you got to, you know, you, you role play is everything. Mm. You know, you got to you got to if you don't have somebody to call, man, call yourself in the mirror. That's you, you, literally what we had to do there um, when working for this guy. Um, role play is huge. You got to do it every single day and you got to understand that 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 this sales thing is is an actual skill set you got the meet and greet you got the fact finding you got the overcoming objections and the fact finding you're you're trying to set an appointment how do you effectively set an appointment that actually shows up what's the follow-up and the cadence that you need to have in in order to increase or maximize the probability of somebody actually showing up once they do show up what does your demo look like are you identifying with the features, advantages, and benefits? Are you tying that into the why, which you solved in the initial point of contact and that fact finding, which by the way, is the most important part of the sales process is fact finding because the only reason we were taught why anybody does anything is to solve a problem. So if you ain't attaching what it is that you have to a problem, you ain't really doing anything. Right after, after that demo, okay, okay. Selling is one thing, but now I got to get to the close. And once I get to the close, we were taught that you don't go back to selling. So now I got to understand how to negotiate. Now I got to understand how to close. Right. And then and then and then nine, nine times out of 10, you don't close the deal right then and there. In the perfect world, we close every deal. But let's be realistic. Right. That, that's not reality. So then what does your follow up sequencing process look like to number one, stay consistent and provide value, not be a pester. Right. And eventually move somebody from the five yard line to the goal line. Like all those are things, man. And everybody thinks it's just one 
you know, sales is just a word, man. There's so many parts to it. So just identifying and understanding. The whole point of me saying all that is you got to realize there's steps within the major step. Exactly. You got man. to affect it. Yeah, and, and you're dropping some gems right now, man. And you just, you, it, I could tell that you have this down to a science and you're breaking it down down for me as well as the listeners that just helping us, helping us understand everything that goes into sales. I mean, and, you know, you mentioned a, a very key point especially something for me personally, you mentioned, you know, there's an art to staying consistent, but not being a pest. So, mm. you know what I'm saying? Just being able to find that rhythm, being able to find the, um, the flow that works for you as far as following up, as far as, you know, just the different aspects of, of trying to sell and, and, and uh, secure new business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that, that pester thing is everything we train on that. We train on that all the time. And, and listen, the only way that somebody would feel that you're a pester is if you're not providing value when you do follow up, mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, just, just calling to check in is not really following up, man. That's what the amateurs do. I mean, that's cool if you want amateur results, but like, what else do you got for people? You know, we were taught, you know, testimonials, case studies, connecting with, with social media, Sending Krispy Kreme donuts, Starbucks, freaking driving out to the people, inviting them out to events, right? Having them on your own podcast, or or maybe you write a maybe you write an article on LinkedIn and you tag them, or maybe you have a manager give a touch on that same person, or maybe you do an exit survey. Like all these things are ways to follow up and stay consistent. You just got to think outside the box. And, and again, was very fortunate to be exposed to an environment that taught you all that because I use that stuff every single day and everything that I do. And it ain't just business. It's man, negotiating my rent here in Miami, Florida, you know, freaking, I mean, I don't know, man, you're, you're, you're out with somebody and they want to eat Chinese and, and you want to eat pizza, man. That's a sales too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what movie do you want to see? Well, I want to see the black Panther and they want to see something else, man. Well, I'm seeing the movie that I want to see, man, but you got to sell somebody on that too. So you use those things, you use those things in everything that you do. You just got to realize that everything is a sale. Everything, everything. Absolutely, man. I mean, it just, you know, speaking of relationships, these are something, relationships are important in every industry, every business, uh, no matter what it is that you're doing, you have to have, you have to build meaningful and, and impactful relationships. But what mm -hmm. I want to ask is, how did you focus on building these relationships and making these business connections and and what have been some of the benefits that you've seen mm. so you know when, when, when you when you're making a relationship or building a relationship it's like <laughs> when somebody has no idea who you are the only ultimate way to build a relationship is number one get on common ground and then number two provide results there is nothing else. And, 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 and so how do you get on common ground? Well, well, both of you all have to be synced up to the same type of data, the same type of information. So if I know something and you know something, then we can, then we can conversate on that thing. Not, not now, now there's a relationship being built, but, but, but ultimately the only reason why I, a business owner would listen to you or a business owner would continue to listen to you is if you're providing value and you're providing a solution to an area of opportunity that he or she possesses within their own business. So, so that's where that push to get the product and our service 
comes into play, it's like an ethical kind of responsibility is what we were told. So, so you, so you, you, so you move into that category, you start moving the bottom line for somebody, but that's the thing Then, then most people walk away. You know, that's ridiculous. It's like, man, you provided the value now foster relationship by, by provide, by, by providing additional value or, or text number or, or just checking in on individuals. Now, what has that done for me now? You know, start starting to lay those seeds and plant those seeds six years ago. Bro, it's everything, man. It's it's getting into to unicorn type companies and being able to effectively talk to a CMO. You know that that's what it's done. It's 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 being able to lean on on mentorship of people who have already written the script. So I got to reinvent the real. I just got to see how the real was and then add my own add my own flavor to it. Um, it, it, it's, it, you know, it's provided a fast track solution that otherwise things would take two, three or four years. They take two, three to four months. Now, I'm not saying that the work, I'm not saying that the work isn't there. The work has to be done. But, you know, they, they, they say, you know, they, they say, they say um, it's all about who you know. And what we were taught, man, and I'm starting to realize it, it. Yeah, it is about all about who you know in the beginning. But in order to get to that 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 baller status, that baller level, it turns into who knows you. And when I can call somebody who's worth 150 million, 200 million, 300 million, 400 million, exit the business at 750 million, and ask them a simple question that people would pay tens tens of thousands of dollars to ask that same question, man. That that, that I mean, there's no price point on that. So that's what it's been able to do for me. And and it, we're not done here. You know, I'm just writing my story. I'm on like chapter four. I got like freaking 450 chapters, man. Like, you know, we're just getting started. So for, for now, that's what it's done. You ask me that question in five, 10 years, I'll probably have a, I'll probably have a more mature answer. Absolutely not, man. I mean, it's a great answer because you're speaking the truth. Um, yeah. You know, and, and we were talking about full circle agency and just, you know, some of the names and some of the people that you were working, working with and working alongside. But, you know, I want to ask just what are some common themes or some common problems that hold your clients back? I mean, I understand that every client is, you know, individual, their solutions need to be individualized, but has there been a theme that you've seen um, in, in your clients? Absolutely. It's a whole lot easier to move the ball and help somebody go from one to two or two to three or three to seven that it is to get somebody to go from zero to one. Mm. So much easier. And, and, and so we're seeing that. And, and that was a learning, a learning situation that man, we had to, we had to encounter over and over and over again, the first, the first four to five months of the business. And realizing that, yes, we can help everybody, but is everybody willing to help themselves? And then setting the proper expectations based off where people are currently at. You know, what we do for lines, not sheep. I mean, myself and my partner, we were on the phone. We were on the phone um, earlier this morning. We, we added we added an additional $300,000 in revenue last month via email marketing. Wow. Before they signed up with us, they were averaging about, you know, 13 14k i'm talking about three hundred thousand dollars a month you know what i'm saying and, but the only reason why we're able to do that is because of the amount of people that have in their their crm 
because they have a crap ton of offers that they that they put into, in front of their people all the time. And it's an environment that, man, if you just move the lever a little bit in one area, it's astronomical as it relates to the results on the back end. The same thing that we do for them is not the same thing that we can do for, for a startup. It's not, it's not the same environment. And so you got to realize that, man. You got to realize that you got to set proper expectations. And you really got to understand if, man, if they have a sales process internally, because, you know, I'll never forget, you know, we were told this a lead is good. A lead is as good as the people who work the lead. Mm. And you can have the best damn leads in the world. The best inquiries on the face of the planet. But if you don't have an approach, an automated approach and a personalized approach with a human being that's actually addressing it, if you're selling a, a, a medium to high ticket uh, offer, I mean, those these are worth nothing, man. So you got to know what's going on internally in order to understand if you can truly move the needle. You know, we learned that as well. We learned that as well. What is your method to um, gaining market attention or, or or gaining new clients or gaining new customers or new traction? What is what are you? What has what marketing strategies have worked best for you personally? Has it been word of mouth marketing, building these relationships, pay online marketing? What what have what have you used to get mm -hmm. you the most traction? Listen, all of those things that you just said, we use them all over, man. You know, it's like it's like, you know, joining the Chamber of Commerce in Miami, Florida. Simple, simple, simple thought. Do people think about it? No. There's 800 and 900, 900 uh, business owners just within the Chamber of Commerce um, um, joining other, you know, like-minded groups. That's huge. The paid media is everything, right? The non-paid media is everything. You know, social media in general. Listen, if you're a digital marketing and advertising firm and yet you don't have a digital marketing presence, that kind of that kind of that kind of puts a stain in somebody's mouth. So, so I'm constantly pushing out content on my channel all the time all the time and i'll tell you what that, that, that that's gotten me clients as well because they, i've literally heard people say hey man we just checked your stuff out okay we got it okay we'll, we'll move forward like that that is an, in essence is another form of following up so it's not a matter of what do you do it's man you got to do it all mm. because because there's different buyers everywhere man the person on linkedin is may not be the person on twitter the person on twitter is not the person in the chamber of commerce the person in the chamber of commerce may not have a facebook and the person on facebook probably doesn't have a tiktok so you got to be everywhere and and that's a challenge but the biggest the biggest players in the game i mean you know how many times did you see mcdonald's today they're everywhere. Exactly. That's why they got all the money. Exactly. So what advice would you give to someone to get started on social media to build that presence up? Yeah, you know, the first the first words of advice I would say is actually get started and be consistent. Like hold yourself accountable to to do something on the channel that you want to perfect for 30 days, once a day for 30 days. Because listen, if you're using the metrics from one or two attempts, 
you're going to get discouraged and things take time. Yeah, we want to fast track everything, but you know, things do take time. So the first thing I would say is just just build the muscle. Do it for 30 days. And then um it's funny, I was I was literally just talking to my to my guy right next to me here. Um you know, I was watching a video, I was watching a video on uh Gary Vanderchuk, right? You always got to be you always got to be man, synced up with knowledge. You, you always got to be learning, man. You always got to be learning. He said something that that is astronomical. I literally just posted this thing on my social media today. December, what is it? 6th, 2022. And it's like, you know, a way to build personal brand. Two ways to build personal brand are through education and entertainment. You know, and and and, 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 and building a personal brand or building, um, building and marketing and advertising cadence, right? It's like, you got to be providing value to people so they keep coming back because once they keep coming back now you got them but i gotta get somebody to come back and me being uh, you know a girl in a bikini for a quick scroll and getting a like that ain't getting no comebacks like that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about like actual value and don't be discouraged on the amount of people that may not like the content or may not engage with the content because the people that like and the people that engage with it that's real that's like real. So, so, so the, the last thing I learned from him and it was, it was great, man. It's, you know, do you think about your audience or don't you, when you're pushing out content, are you only thinking about yourself and how you look and how you dress and how you feel and what you've achieved? Cause honestly, I mean, that's cool, but Warren Buffett has done a whole lot more than you. So I'd rather watch Warren or are you actually providing a situation where somebody can gain intelligence, gain knowledge and move the needle in their life or be amusing and entertain somebody so they keep coming back? And so that would be, th those would be the two biggest things. You got to think about your audience and do it every single day for 30 days and don't look at the metrics right away. Just look at the consistency and then the metrics will take care of themselves, you know? Absolutely, man. Great, actionable um, advice, actionable steps that people can can put to use right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to ask you a question right now. And this is not a question that I'm typically a fan of, but I have to because right yeah. now it's 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and you have a very high level of intensity, which is something that that I'm that I that I appreciate and I'm admiring right now. But I want to ask what what does a an average day or a normal day look like for you man what what is that like take take me through that yeah man i mean listen it's uh the first thing is of course getting into the gym right or hitting the track and that thing is you know my alarm is at 5 45 every single morning I'm, I'm i'm usually getting in an hour and a half an hour and a half in lift right shaking up with some type of personal growth um content while i'm lifting right but don't get it twisted y'all listen I'm, I'm also listening to jeezy mm -hmm. i'm also listening to jeezy i'm also listening to yeah. the latest thing because because we got i actually am a co-host of a radio show as well man so i'm, I'm up to date on that hip-hop thing and, and so i'm listening to that stuff too for about half an hour and then i'm listening to the personal growth and development for about an hour right you got to get you got to get your, your your body right your body is a vehicle you know so, so what I mean by that is if you put oil in a car, well, then you got to put right fuel in your body. So I'm syncing up with some sort of breakfast. 
right? I'm usually I'm on a I'm on an 8:30 call with my team every single day, Monday through Saturday, right? And then 8:30 to to nine, we're talking nine to 9:45 is preparation for the day, understanding what are the most important, what is the number one most important thing that I can do for the business, for for optimizing growth strategies, for for operations, whatever it is. And I'm outlining that. And then and then li literally from that point moving forward to about two is all about is all about customer acquisition, customer retention. Right. It's 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 all about doing for the business. You know, lunchtime, 30 minutes. If you're taking longer than 30 minutes for lunch, you're crazy. You can literally take two seconds for lunch and stand up and still make phone calls. It's easy. Right. And then right after that, it's all about okay being a maker like what what can i do to improve the business and dedicating about three to four hours of that of course there's meetings funneled into all that stuff um and and and, and you know that recycles that recycles that recycles now that's a typical standard day and, and of course things get pushed and you know it comes 9 10 11 at night the thing is nothing stops you know, nothing stops, man. But that's the, the typical day, quote unquote, for myself. And and I'm actually, I'm actually down into perfecting that right now because we're coming up on a new year, 2023. Mm -hmm. And um, I need to optimize this next year, man. Like for real, for real. So I'm focused on perfecting the calendar or prioritizing time, which isn't really perfecting a calendar. It's just prioritizing what is most important to do. And how do you how do you become productive? You know, that's that's everything, man. That's everything. So that 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 that's the day in the life every single day, man. That's just what it is. You mentioned that there's an eight thirty call with the team every day. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 that just to me emphasizes the importance of having that um, open line of communication, making sure that mm -hmm. the entire team is on the same page. We're all moving towards the same goal. Um, can you talk more about your leadership style as a CEO of, you know, of a company and as an entrepreneur? Yeah. So I feel that, um, you know, I heard this one quote, this really, this really, this, you know, I, I, uh, I was privy to this. It was the, the job of a leader is to make the job of everybody else easy. Mm. You know, and so, and so it's like, How do I make how do I how do I make everything easier for everybody else? That's obviously number one. But number two, also, you know, you take a look at leadership, right? Leadership is 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 not necessarily how 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 you treat or how you do it with everybody else, but it's like what what type of example are you setting? Because listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, if Tom Brady walked into the room and he told you to do anything as it relates to football. You're gonna do it. I mean, it's, it's you know, absolutely. And, and so he, he is the example. So I feel that from a leadership standpoint, you've got to be the example. You've got to eat, breathe, and, and sleep what it is that you're aiming for for other people around you to be like. Because otherwise, where, where are they gonna where are they gonna get that from? They ain't gonna get it from themselves. And if they do get it from themselves, well, then they're probably leading their own org. So, so being that example and, um, man, 
just making the job easy as possible. And when I say easy, I mean as streamlined as possible. I don't mean everything's easy, but I mean, man, if I can, if I can in, in introduce some, some um, application or some system or, or we can figure out how we can increase retention rates for our current clients by 10 additional percent each and every single month or, or whatever that may be, that, that makes it easier for everybody else. Right. And the only other thing I'll say to that is you got also got to understand your people. You know, you got to understand um, what motivates them. But motivation is a, is a feeling, right? It comes and it goes. So I don't even like that word motivation, but what inspires people? Because what inspires you may not inspire the next person sitting next to you. So you got to understand and align that with where you want them to go, paint a big picture in an organization. Right. So they have so they have room to grow. Right. And when you tie all that in and, and of course, these are things that are worked on every single day. But, um, you know, hey, for anybody's listening, you should definitely listen to John Maxwell. The law of the lid, that book. Game changer. You know, game changer, game changer principles there. So. Absolutely, man. And, you know, throughout this interview, you just mentioned different uh, people that you study and 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 uh, try to understand on a deeper level. So mm-hmm. you know the vibe I get from that is you're a student of the game. You know you mentioned Gary V watching him this morning and and listening to an interview for from Mark Cuban, and you just now mentioned John Maxwell. So you know why is it important for you to continue continuously study? Why is it important for you to um continuously strive to better yourself and how do you look for those those mentors to to um i guess emulate yeah man i feel that if you know if you're not growing you're dying and if if, if, you know if you're you're staying stagnant i mean you're not really moving you're not really moving so 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 education is education is literally everything um I will say that you don't want to dilute or saturate or learn from 5,000 different people because that can get very confusing and, 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 you know, you're not really going to understand. You're not really going to understand like how to get the results. Um, But what I will say is that everything you need to know is in a book. Mm. You know, everything you need to know is in a book and, and man, I don't even know what 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 book do I have in here? Great, great book, by the way. Great book, by the way. This is one, the one thing. These are the people that started Keller Williams, right? Gary Keller and uh, Jay Passan, right? This one thing, great book, great book. I'm I'm literally finishing this, and then the next book that I'm reading is in my backpack, right here as well, right? I'm just saying that I'm constantly trying to just dial into the people that have actually done something. If you, if, you, if you run a business for half a million or a billion or exit a business at six or seven billion, man, you, you got to know something. You can't, you can't make it. Numbers don't lie. So so I'm looking at the track record and then I'm looking at what they've accomplished. And man, if, if, if something of what they've done is something that I would love to achieve or aspire to achieve, well, then I'm going to at least, I'm going to at least open up something that they've done. You know, the, the, the quarterly the quarterly projections or the quarterly meetings that Warren Buffett has, mm-hmm. man, everybody should listen to those things. The Berkshire Hathaway uh, deals, 
Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I mean, you know, just how they communicate, what they look at as far as the business, what they look at going in, how they're looking to exit, how it affects the economy. Like, bro, all these things, man, it just elevates your thing. So, you know, my my guy, my guy for sales, of course, is GC. I, I literally don't listen or or or, or fans with anybody else as a to sales. Like, I mean, I just can and and it's because I was in that deal for five years. But when it comes to running a business, man, there's obviously other people that are out there that are just as qualified, if not more qualified than him. So I try to think up with those people and understand what they learned and what they went through and their pain points. So if I can do at all costs, you know, eliminate those pain points from me, or at least I don't have to deal with them for as long as they did. So that's how, you know, that's how I justify the learning thing and the knowledge thing. And that's how I justify who it is that I listen to. You know, you say boat, I'm going to listen to him if he's talking about running quick. You know what I'm saying? It just is what it is. It just is what it is. So how do you define success as an entrepreneur? <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, how do you define success as an entrepreneur? I think, I think success is, um, I mean, we all know this is different for everybody. You know, I I think that, I think that success has to do with what your ultimate end goal is. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what everybody's goal is. I have no idea. Um, but I do know that if you're getting one step closer to that goal every single every single day and you're making strides every single day, that that is a form of success. Um, you know, is success money? I mean, you know, it can be if that's your thing. But if success provides you with freedom or success allows for you to have the house that you want or the car that you want to drive or or being able to provide for your family or making a worldwide impact. You know, let's say you're tackling the, the food, the food situation in Africa or water distribution in India or what, whatever it may be, man, that's a form of success as well. So I think that success in entrepreneur is based off your goals and your targets. You just got to have strong goals and targets, man. And if you don't have those, then you don't have a direction. And if you don't have direction, then you don't know where you're going. And if you don't know where you're going, then, why are you getting in a damn vehicle? Absolutely, man. It, how would you like for people to remember you as well as this these companies that you've created? Man, that's a good question, man. Um, ethical, bearish as hell. And, um, an example, an example for, you know, man, an example for obviously example for minorities, man, you know, that that's huge. Um, we were adopted as kids. So being, you know, right now, you know, being the number one adoption story this world has ever seen, you know, just, 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 just those things, bro. Those things, bro. Having a worldwide impact. You know, and what that worldwide impact looks like at this point, I know it has to do with one of those two verticals, exactly what that is. I don't know for sure, but I do know that I need to make a crap ton of money right now if I want to have a worldwide impact. All right. So that, that that's what I want to be remembered for. All right. All right. And, um, 
we'll get there. 100% confident. What does the future of the Full Circle Agency look like to you? Man, I want to sell the Full Circle Agency for $250 million in under five years. I want that evaluation to be $250 million, and I want to do it within five years. I want to exit one side of the Full Circle Agency, but, but I want to keep the sports entertainment side. I want the vertical to go straight to the sports and entertainment side, where we're helping athletes and entertainers um, as it relates to, you know, making the right choices uh, during sport and after sport and during entertaining and after entertaining, uh, negotiating big time contracts, right? Um, with, with, with representation of these, this personnel. And um, that, that's where I see the full circle agency going. It will go there. We're already laying the seeds for it. It's already starting to happen. Uh, it's a matter of time to where we pivot, and that's the primary area of focus. But right now, the bread and butter is the marketing and the advertising piece for primarily, primarily businesses. Yes, we do personal brands, but but primarily the focus is businesses at this time. How do you obtain that $250 million valuation? What What is the idea or the vision behind that? Yeah, man. So... Hey man, that $250 million valuation, man, that's based off, you know, the size of the contracts that you've been able to accumulate. You know, I mean, what I mean by that is, you know, man, you got to look at your EBITDA, right? And for those who don't know what that is, look it up. I ain't even going to tell you. You got to, you got to know your you got to know what EBITDA is. You got to know that that that's the that's the thing, man. I'm I'm looking for a I'm looking for a seven to 10 to 15 times multiple, man. I'm looking to have like, I'm looking to have 25 companies paying me 125 to $200,000 every single month to run their marketing and advertising. Plus I got another $250,000 ad spend. If I can get to those numbers, I can sell the business. If people are locked in a two year contracts, three year contracts, well now I actually have value. On top of that, now I got the data from all that purchasing population, that data play is the other side. So, you know, it helps, it helps that, it helps that I was in, a, in an environment that, that focus on scaling organizations and optimizing organizations. Cause I've got an understanding or small understanding regarding like what I got to shoot for, but it's the size of the contracts, the length of the contracts, the data that's involved on the back end, right? And of course, the relationships, man, that's what gets me to the to that to that exit of 250 M's for sure. Michael, thank you so much for your time today, brother. I mean, yeah. I've, I've learned a lot from you, man. And, and like I said earlier, you dropped a lot of gems. You dropped a lot of gems, man. And the intensity that you bring to your craft and what it is that you do. I can I can feel that you locked in and focused on this goal, man. So I'm I'm definitely a lifelong supporter, and whatever you need, I'm here for you. Hey, and likewise, man. I mean, any any way that we can support you, brother Wesley, man. Let us know. <laughs> Keep us posted, man. We'll, we'll we'll connect on social media, man. Stay engaged, you know. Stay locked in, and uh, man, this was cool. Like I said, man, you know, reach on now. Anybody from this who's listening to this thing, reach on now, and. Uh, you can only grow with 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 the network and with a group of people, man. No no one great did it by themselves. So, man, don't hesitate to reach out. And hey, man, if I reach out, don't ghost me neither. <laughs> <laughs>
because I'll follow up like a savage until <laughs> hey. I get in front of you, you know. Hey, you know I'm here. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate the time. And and this was great, man. This was awesome. This was awesome. Thank you, brother.